anyone tuned in, this is the Men, Church, Stuff podcast. It's the show where brothers-in-law DJ Colt and Brad Coleman talk about what it's like being Christian men in today's society. Having spent our entire lives immersed in church culture, we want to share our experiences with other men who are willing to listen. We'll talk life stuff, church stuff, man stuff, and, well, stuff stuff. Let's get to it. Welcome, listeners, here and there and everywhere, all across the land. This is the Men Church Stuff Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, DJ Colt. As always, here with my beloved brother-in-law over in St. Louis, Brad Coleman. Brad, how's it going, man? Doing okay. Getting over being sick. So, tired. But if I say anything crazy, it's just the sickness. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we're sick every episode. That's right. <laughs> Anything that you guys agree with, we're not sick. If there's yeah. things that you that you hate, just we're sick. Yeah. I went crazy once. I liked it so much I never came back. It never came back. That's right. Um so the temperature in West Tennessee slowly but surely is starting to change, but it's harvest season and uh man about three days ago um i like i got i got hit hard um with with seasonal allergies um so if i sound boomy sort of like barry manilowy you know that's that's why <laughs> hey i think i'm more a little scratchy <clears throat> yeah you are <laughs> you're more like a like a chris christopherson right now yeah. you know um but um so uh, what's up for the 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 docket today is we're going to be talking about um, about <laughs> ministry, ministry um, in the sense, not like, you know, what do ministries look like? But, um, you know, as Brad, as you and I were talking last night, um, like who who are we as ministers, I think is a really, really interesting, fascinating topic. Um, and when I say who we are as ministers, um you know the idea of um the idea of who whose job is it essentially to be a minister said you know so to speak and and i think the um i think the personally the 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 world would say that you know it's the the pastor's job or the youth pastor's job or the associate pastor however big your church is music minister whatever um, and I think that I think that church, um, the church staff would say that it's everybody's job. So I'm going to kick it off with Matthew 28, 18 and 19. Good old Great Commission says, and Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Amen. If you're a musician, plagal cadence. So the idea here, um, Brad, as as I read it, is that um, everybody is to do that. So the reason mm-hmm. I thought the reason I thought that this would be a, a an interesting topic, listeners, um, if you're new to the show, um, 
Brad, uh, like you can you can say what you do here in just a second. But for me, listeners, um, I am a collegiate professor. Um, I teach music at a Christian university in Jackson, Tennessee, and I am not a vocational pastor, um, though I am a pastor's kid and have been in church for you know pretty much my whole life. Um, I am not I, I don't make money doing it. It's not it's not my vocational identity. Brad, what about you? My vocational identity. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it is my vocational identity, you know, to be a, uh, you know, I am a uh, full-time um, pastor, uh, so senior pastor, lead pastor, uh, whatever you call it, of church, First Baptist Church of Murphy in Fenton, Missouri, not to be confused with all the other First Baptist Churches, Murphy. I think there's a big <laughs> one down in Texas. Nice. Um, that wouldn't surprise but, me. So, yeah, that is uh, that is my calling. Uh, I wouldn't call it a... You, you split some hairs right here, because I wouldn't sure. so much yeah, call it a, a job as, as a calling. When I look at the church... Um, as a as God has called me to be the pastor there, then the church pays me. Uh, but that means that they're supporting my family. They're me and my family. They're supporting sure. the ministry. So yeah, it's a right. it's a it's a calling. Um, so I'm not so much, although in some terms I am hired. Right. But when you look at it as a calling, uh, the church is supporting me and supporting my calling to pastor yeah you know the, the church yeah so uh, different than than job and i think it there's sure. a different uh way they have you you have to look at things within the church right you know, i'm not just the guy that gets called to come here and do your <laughs> programs and manage things but to shepherd and oversee Anyway, yeah. yeah. So that is what I do full time. No, I think it's I think it's legit to split those hairs, and I and I and I think I think part of the reason it's legit to split those hairs actually is directly related to what um you know what I what I think uh, what I think is a really important thing to talk about today. Um, and the reason I say that is, um, and you know, listeners, regardless of what you do, you know, weigh this um against kind of your you know your values and what you think and um uh shoot let us know you know comment um comment about about what you have to say about this but um to me i don't think that a job is merely a job i mean it can be you know what i mean it's very yeah. I, I think i think i think there are some jobs that might lend themselves easier to do that than others like flipping burgers at wendy's or for me like my very first job like a legit job was uh was not flipping burgers but folding roast beef sandwiches at arby's i mean i think it's really easy in those particular situations maybe um but at the same time i was like you know in my life that wasn't that wasn't kind of what I felt anyways at that time, what God had called me to do. But at the same time, I don't necessarily know if I would have thought about what was God calling me to do in those moments in high school anyways. So, um, which is kind of a slam on me, I suppose. But, but I think that it's, it's really easy to 
divide the two vocations, if you will, if I, if if you'll allow me, Brad, to use those terms, I think it's really easy to divide, or maybe vocational categories. We'll do it that way, um, which is you know um, working in ministry and working in not ministry. You know, so you can call it the secular world, higher education, whatever the case is, um, and. <laughs> I would actually disagree that those two categories should be divided. Now, I would not market myself as a pastor who teaches music education. You know, that's that's not that's mm-hmm. not what I would say. But I would say I would argue, um, as as I as you know, we'll unpack today, that I am a minister, not in the not in the sense of. Um, that you are a minister, not, not, not in the same respect, not in the same capacity, but in my, I mean, like in, you know, in, in, in Matthew 28, he tells his disciples and, and commands us at the same time, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. And so, you know, to me, that's a blanket command, but. So one of the interesting things is in the great commission is, yeah is it can be translated as you are going as you're going yeah preach the gospel making disciples of all men right so it it it, it is we, we need to go but also it is wherever we go right so as we're going yeah um, so no matter what our job is no matter what we're we're called to do or or if we're at Arby's making roast beef sandwiches because we don't know yet what our calling is. Right. Um, for us as believers who belong to Jesus, we all share the call of, of making disciples. Yeah. Proclaiming the gospel. So I so. guess, so I guess our topic today then um, would, would really is really kind of honed in on, on at what level, um, if that makes any sense, at what level should um, should people that are not pastors, right, vocational mm-hmm. ministers, um, at what level do they or should they spread the gospel? And I think mm-hmm. I think this is like to me, there's a lot there's a lot of gray area here because, you know, so I, I suppose I suppose I, I, I think technically what we're talking about today is technically evangelism. Um, but it's, I mean, evangelism is a, is a part of it, but I think there's a lot of gray area because, um, I remember I interviewed at an institution, uh, back whenever, um, I started, I started really looking into, you know, I was nearly done with my doctorate and, and was on the job market and trying to, trying to find a job. And there was an institution I, I interviewed at where I was interviewing for band director position, music education position. But more questions than not um, during the interview process, and I've, I think I interviewed with, with uh, probably two different committees and two two administrators. More questions than not dealt with how am I going to talk about Jesus in the classroom, and I and I remember thinking I'm going to say this man. I remember thinking, so what are you hiring me to do? Are you hiring me to? teach students about Jesus or are you hiring me to teach like upcoming music educators that are going to work in the public school systems about music education? I have no problem whatsoever. As a matter of fact, I, I applaud it. I, I love taking the opportunity specifically here, you know, where I teach at union 
to take the opportunity um, to integrate, um, you know, Jesus and Christian principles and how, 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 how do Christians, how can Christians think about the secular communities, all that kind of stuff. I, I consider that, but they're here to get a degree in music education. You know what I mean? And so I remember thinking it like, why are they pressing this issue so hard? And, um, and so I, and so my explanation, my assumption for yeah. that would be because they want to see your faith and how your faith is in action. We want to hear that from you. Sure. Because there's a, there's a lot of people that wear the banner of Christian Okay. Whose who's yeah. faith, uh, who who I wouldn't want teaching my kids. That's fair. And so, sure. if I don't ask, I don't know. If I don't right. ask, how are you going to talk about Jesus? Yeah. You know, where is your relationship? That's that's, be, be, because you you run into a lot of different ologies out there. Yeah. A lot of different yeah. beliefs. That's true. Uh, and and again, if you if you were to ask, you know, do you, well, do you believe in you know Jesus or you're Christian? Absolutely, you know. But when you get into some of the other stuff, it's like okay, you have some very interesting takes on what it means to be a Christian. Yeah. Um, so I mean, that's 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 where I would go. I mean, I understand your thinking as well. Um, because like, if I'm going to hire you to teach music education, I want you to know Jesus and I want you to be able to, um, share Jesus. Right. As, as we all should be able to do as believers. However, I also want to make sure you're good at what I'm hiring you to do as far as educating people to teach, you know, to be able to teach music. Yeah. You know, I, if you if you love Jesus but you are bad at math, I don't want you teaching it. <laughs> right, and I, and and you know, in in that to me, again, kind of just wrapping back around here, that that to me is, it it it, it I'm like, it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. Not because they wanted to know about my Christian faith. I had no problem with that, but it seemed like the message that was being transmitted to me, translated, mm-hmm. or and maybe I could have misinterpreted it, but was like music education and the degree and all that kind of stuff is actually secondary. And I would agree that in life, it is absolutely secondary, hundred percent. But at the same time, and this is, this is me talking about, you know, um, my role as, you know, as, as, as a contributor in, in, in my capacity to, to, you know, culture and society, whatever. Um, I see my role as, I need to be outspoken. I yes, outspoken about my faith, but I need to be. I almost need to be more of a of a professional in my area to gain to gain more um, to gain more like reputation as a professional in my area. At which point in time, that that to me is where is where the Christian lifestyle will will have will have more weight meaning um and i know it's a weird way of of saying it meaning like the better i am at my job and when people begin to to realize um that i'm a christian 
and that here are where here are where my values sit. As you mentioned, there's a lot of ologies, and I totally agree with mm-hmm. that. There's a lot of people who wear the Christian Christian brand, and and at least their lifestyles would would disagree about how much they care about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the more the more that I am found out to be a Christian, and here are my values. The more opportunity I have to speak into those relationships. So you know, there was a quote I heard one time. It said, "If you're a, a Christian shoemaker, and and you really want to be be that light, then then don't spend time putting little crosses on your shoes. Make really good shoes." Yeah, that's right. Um, and and I I say that's right. I would completely agree with that. Um, so let me ask you this, Brad. So as a, as a, as a pastor, full-time pastor, Mm -hmm. um, and in your experience at maybe not necessarily at your church, but in your experience, like as a Christian and as somebody who in the last, uh, oh, wow, dude, decade and a half, I guess now has, has pursued full-time ministry. Am I right in saying that? I'm asking Um, you to do some quick math here. Seven as a youth pastor in Northwest Ohio, we've just passed five here, so about twelve. Well, okay, full time ministry. Cool. So twelve. So 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 as a pastor and somebody who's been pursuing full time ministry for the last twelve years, then I was close, decade and a half. We'll round up. Just it makes me it makes me look better. Um, (laughs) Don't be a math professor. (laughs) Yeah, don't worry. (laughs) So, um, in your experience, like. What would you say is is one of the main roots of or no, I'm I'm already assuming something. Would you would you say that people in that attend church um do a good job or or do a decent job at spreading the gospel where they're at? I think one of the things is we we have to get past a certain mentality. Okay. And I and I think I've even been guilty of this in the past before I was a pastor. Okay. Uh, when we hear evangelism, what what we interpret often is I gotta invite you to church. Uh-huh. I gotta right. invite you to church. Right. So I'm gonna invite you to church. That's my job. I'm gonna get you from where you are to church, which again is a good thing. Sure. I'm all about people inviting people to church. And then my pastor is going to tell you about Jesus. Yeah, right. Let me t- let me let this guy tell you about Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, so and I think we've got to to get past that. Again, I encourage people to invite people to church. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 you know, if you're not going to a church where your pastor is telling people about Jesus, well, that's another episode for another day. But <laughs> right, it's problematic. I hope you can Very. see that. Yes. Um, however, it so so I've told people before, don't invite people to church. I mean, do, but don't invite people to church so much as invite people to Jesus. Yeah. Help them to see who well Jesus put. is, that Jesus loves them, that, uh, you know, share the Bible with them, yeah. you know, share your relationship with Christ. You know, that's my thing, too. Some people are like, I don't I don't know how, like, like, I get it. It can be scary. Especially yeah. if you're not like extroverted to go, yeah, like, right. Talk to people and do that, but you do know how if if you belong to Jesus because you've been there because yeah. you've been not in the kingdom, in the kingdom, 
So yeah. how did you get there? Right. How did you get saved? What is your testimony? To be very simple. And and quite frankly, you know, my, my, my dad shared Roman's robe with me, asking me if every point, you know, if I understood. I said, yes, yes. You know, I started the conversation. But, you know, my my prayer was, I come into my life and forgive me for my sins. And and he did. Yep. You know, it's so, and we've talked about some of that in, in other episodes, but you can do it. You, you can share Jesus. You don't have to do it. I think here's the other thing. People, people are a lot like me. Sometimes I'm an all or nothing, all or nothing. Right. All right. So I gotta, I gotta share Jesus. Uh, well, that means I got to, like, I got to like, teach you the whole Bible and I got to yeah. like, uh, we have to, ha- we have to have minimum three hours to be able to sit yeah, down and meet. Yeah, yeah, so right. I just, but then it's like, well, if I can't do that and I can't give you all the answers, I can't do it. Well, then I just can't do it. But and that's, that's just garbage. It really yeah. is. It's garbage thinking on our part and anybody else is thinking it is we, we've got to share Jesus. Now, what does that mean? It means we tell the truth of the gospel, that we help people get a better picture of who Jesus is. That's a sort of discipleship, right? We're, we're all still in the process of discipleship. Because yep. last time I checked, DJ, we're not in heaven. We're not in the, the presence with our new bodies of, right. of the Lord. Speak so for yourself, we're right? still learning. Yeah, the Apostle Paul said, "I have not. I'm not saying this as if I've obtained it. If I, if I yeah, grasp it, but but I'm pressing on. So we're all in that discipleship. We're yep. somewhere on the line, and yeah. and so really, to me, evangelism and discipleship kind of are two two sides of the same coin. And like I think discipleship begins if discipleship is helping people." know Jesus more and grow in Jesus, then an evangelism is helping people to know Jesus. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then, then they just, they, they work together. Yeah, they coexist. So discipleship, That's I would right. argue, you know, begins before conversion. As you're, That's exactly you're right. Yeah, that's Jesus what I was about is. to say, yes. You're, you're understanding, you know, Jesus loves me. Jesus is God, yeah. the son of God. And he died for my sins and, and he rose again. You, you have to, you hear the message of the gospel. That's part yep. of discipleship. So, so we need to be about sharing that. You know, um, one of the things though that I like, and I, I can't remember, I've talked to a lot of people about this. So I may have mentioned it on our podcast before, but that's okay. It's worth mentioning again. Yeah. One of the things that your dad has said is that he when he's dealing with someone who's who's not a Christian and he's not sure how to bridge that gap, that that he will pray for God to put a question on their heart to ask him. Put a hmm. question on their heart to ask ask me. Yeah. And and I've and I've prayed that prayer and and I've seen God answer that prayer and then open that conversation. Yep. Here's the other thing, and I'm going to totally change directions. This is just where my mind's going, and that's what yeah, I got to follow. Change directions, man. You got it. Yeah. You have to understand if there are some people that when they find out 
that I'm a full-time pastor will not talk to me, will not listen to me, or will already disregard my message. Yep. Because even just of of whatever, your pastor, you have to say that. Yep. Or your pastor, you're just doing this for the money. Yeah. Um, X, Y, Z. Yep. You know, there's a guy in my church that um, he said that, you know, kind of historically, he's been drawn to like these biker guys. And like he always finds himself in conversations with them. Now he's a construction worker. He's got a beard. He's gruff, you know, kind of guy. And, you know, been able to share the gospel with with these guys who for some of us you know they they're in a can you see me brad can you see me walking up to a group of bikers and trying to start up a conversation with those guys i want to. it is no like yeah. I, I, I don't no 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 like i i i like my safety <laughs> and i'm not saying that they're, that they're rough and tumble but i mean like well, i are. i i am i am not <laughs> i'm not a biker I'm so far from a biker. Yeah. No, I no, I, I I totally get what you're saying. And actually, the first the first thought that popped in my mind while you were saying like that that guy historically has done that is, and I think this is something that's re- that's really interesting. And I don't know to be quite honest how often I've ever heard this topic be being talked about in a church setting. Is that so you can use we can use evangelism if we want, just because like I'm trying to think of a of a term that that kind of gets to the point quicker evangelism evangelism discipleship so mm-hmm. but like the group of people and i realized this back in college the group of people that i tend to evangelize and 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 interact in the discipleship manner with the best are actually people already in the church and when i mm-hmm. say that that might actually sound like a cop out but trust me when i say it is not mm-hmm. and the reason i say it that way is if in fact, if there's a person that would hear that to think and thinks, well, that's a cop out because that means that that you're not telling them anything that they probably don't already don't already know or don't already do, hmm. then you are sorely mistaken. Hmm. I love having conversations about about like Christiany things. Yes, it may be very deep. But a lot of times the deepness actually leads itself back back to the simplicity of scripture. And mm-hmm. with people who with people who either A already know Jesus or B know about Jesus-y things, mm-hmm. they can have those. And when we when we are guided back into the simplicity of scripture, those conversations a lot of times astonish me and them at the same time. I have had deeper conversations with outspoken atheists about it. They don't get as deep, mm-hmm. which is okay with me. But I tend, I tend to have, as you mentioned, historically, I have actually, I have actually tended to have more profitable and fruitful conversations with people already in the church. Um, and and one of the things I got to thinking about years ago was. Like, is that a problem? Like, is is this an issue that I need to address that like like a lot of these conversations I'm only I'm only having with people inside the church? And at that point in time, I realized, no, it's not. 
because people in the church still need to know just as much, just as much about Jesus and about churchy things mm. as people that don't know. Well, and again, that's and that's discipleship. That's yeah. the, the the discipleship. You know, you're, yeah, you're not going to classify that as much under evangelism. I mean, there's certainly some evangelism that goes on with the church. Um, it's just because you come to church doesn't make you a Christian, right? Um, because you call yourself a Christian doesn't mean you know Jesus. Uh, so I I think there is a great lack of both, though. Yeah. In, in our in our country, in our, probably in our world, but just in the circles that that I'm familiar with. Yeah. Um, well, let we, me. Uh... We need to be more intentional, I think, about living out. Yes. Loud. Living out loud. No, dude. Yeah. Living out loud. Um, and if I were to, if I were working at a secular university, I'm not joking when I say, well, I mean, I shoot, I got my, I got my doctorate degree at Ole Miss, my undergrad and master's were from, were from Murray state, both state universities, secular universities, if you will. I was, a, I was as outspoken as I am here at union. And just because union is a Christian college doesn't mean that doesn't mean that that I get like I do it. I do it any more than I did there. Anyways, um, I looked up um, I looked up some like uh, I did some Google search on some evangelism stuff. And I came across uh, Chuck Lawless is um, um, an evangelism discipleship type of, of a prof college professor or, or graduate professor um, at Southern Baptist at the Southern Baptist uh, theological seminary. It, for those of you that, for those of you that actually are are about to tune out because I said that, pretend that he's not. Pretend that he's somewhere else. It doesn't matter. Like I like I'm not I'm not here to promote that. That's not what this is about. I just want to let you know who he, he was. There with us, bikers. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got eight reasons that, um, in his opinion, eight reasons churches don't do evangelism well. I'm going to throw these at you, Brad, and we don't have to talk about all eight of them by any means, but I want to, I, I, yeah, yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to, I want to, I want to know your thoughts on, 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 on a couple of them. I've got, I've got kind of my favorites. Number one, many church members don't really believe people are lost. Number two, many pastors don't do evangelism beyond the pulpit. Mm. Number three, churches don't provide much evangelism training. Mm. I I I would tend to agree with that one. Uh, number four, many believers have lost their wonder over Jesus. I want to come back to that one. Number That's number five, yeah. yeah, right. Number five, we've made the church a place to retreat from the world, not a place to be renewed to reach the world. Ooh, I like that one. Yeah, here here. Number six, many church members have no real relationships with non-believers. I think that's. I would be willing to like this is just me. I think that's a really, really broad brush to 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 paint with. Like that's I think that's a, I think that's a that's a, that's a danger zone personally. Um, number seven. In fact, many believers seem to be afraid of non-believers. So scary. And, yeah, I know, right? And then number eight. Some of us, if we're honest, just don't care. Mm. Mm. I I. I would tend to agree with number eight, probably the most I would, out of everything. I was, let, let, me, let me put it this way. Yeah, go ahead. I think more fair is we don't care enough. Because there's not caring, yep. and there's caring. 
And I think a lot of times we as people, especially in, in our society today, especially in America, yeah. we get very lukewarm, mediocre. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know what? I care, but I don't care enough to do something. Yeah. You, you know, and, and we do that in our own life with a lot of things, right? Like, I mean, I used to be shoving gummy bears down my throat and I knew it wasn't good for me. I knew where I was headed and, and I cared. But I didn't care enough to stop eating them. Yep. Right. Not at that time. I, you know, I, it, it took some other things to get there. So, right. so I, I think it's, it's not, so, I mean, sure, there's people that don't care. But I think there's also a lot of people that, that do care. They just don't, they don't care enough. They yeah. don't care enough to be uncomfortable. They don't care yeah. enough to, to, to seek to care more. You know, right. and it's just like I've done my duty by caring. And I think we live in that society too. Let me post how much I don't like this, or let me post how much I do like this, or how much yep. I support this. Yep. Or, you know, I'm all about the idea of of getting the word out. But I've seen well, a lot of stuff where people we want to act like we've done something big when we yeah. And, and I've done it before too. So I'll put myself right there. And I, there's yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with doing this. Uh, but I put red X on my hand, posted a picture on social media a few years ago because I'm against human trafficking. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, we flood the airways and all this stuff with these X's. But if we do nothing more than that, then really, I think what we've got to own is we've done nothing. Yeah. No. And I dude, think that oh, yes, is, that's exactly I think that's, right. That's our Christianity a lot of times with evangelism is um, I want people to know Jesus and I and I and I want people to know Jesus and I'm going to post it on my social media. Yep. And I've done my part. Yeah. That's so it. I'm going to if if you're OK, Brad, I would like to categorize that as impulsive caring impulsive caring okay and and here and here's what i mean so like so in the world using using like caring like now, yeah, yeah convenient caring conveniently caring yeah like social media is the low-hanging fruit here right i mean it's the it's the easiest one to pick on but yeah. like in the world of social media the posting and the whatnot um those 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 things that you care enough about um to say i hate this or i love this or whatever most of that is based upon the impulse of that particular moment. Yes, sure, they could be topics that you care about, but the reason I think, I mean, this is what so this is how social media operates. The reason that you're posting is because right then and there you're thinking about it and you have an you have an outlet there. I care. And so I think I think, yeah, there are like Christians who love Jesus, I think do care. I, I would I, I think it'd be I think we're naive to assume that there are that there are people that love Jesus that don't. However, I, I, I think if you are claiming to love Jesus and you don't care about the people who are lost and going to hell, then I would question whether you know what your first statement means. No, I, I totally, totally agree with that. Yes. Yeah. How hardcore. can you love God whom you have not seen? Right. And hate your brother who you, who have, you seen. have seen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, well, I'm wondering the reason I, the reason I, I got to thinking about impulsive caring was this. What about longitudinal caring? Right. What about caring across time? Um, and so 
so like it, it, as opposed to impulsive caring of okay hey as you mentioned here's a bible verse i've done my part um and i'm not saying that that's bad so please don't no it's good listen, i want yeah, people please, to share yeah, bible please, verses listeners yeah. do not hear do not hear me saying that this is that this is meaningless although i will say that it the way that social media operates and only in that wor- world that's it only in that world if you post a one bible verse once or twice or three times a year or something like that it's pretty much going to i'm not going to say it's going to fall on deaf ears it's not going to be as effective because the world that's that world works on how much well, content are you well, pushing so well i mean so sowing sparingly and reaping you know sparingly so yeah right abundantly reaping abundantly now, i'm not saying that again <laughs> i'm also not saying oh i need to up my ante and yeah and right, more yeah, right. Yeah. bible verses and again there's nothing wrong with that and it's i think that's a good thing yeah um i've, I've been encouraged by people posting those things um but yeah let's let's just we need to be honest with what with what we're doing and what we're not doing yeah and and again this uh, this idea of of long of of like long term caring um if you care enough you, like and i'm speaking myself if you if i care enough i'm going to find almost i'm going to make opportunities mm-hmm. to where i can engage in that task right i mm-hmm. can engage in discipleship in the church i can engage in evangelism now, how that looks for for people that are outside the church, right? That are not that are not pastors, and and I think I think that people in the church, in my experience, use the 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 pastor as their scapegoat. I don't have to do this because that's what the pastor gets to do. As you mentioned, Brad, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to get somebody to come to church so that they can finally be told about Jesus. As opposed to, do I care enough about my faith? I mean, truly, do I love Jesus this much to bring him up in a conversation? Yes, I think it is. I think it is possible. I don't necessarily think that it's very effective, but I think it's possible to, you know, get yourself a loudspeaker and stand on a stand on a on a on a street corner and and yell at folks. There are folks who do it, but I don't think that it, again. I don't think it's effective. Um, I think the most effective way to evangelize in, in that way and disciple and disciple in that way is, you know, the people that you are, the people that you work with, do you like them? Do you love them? Do you interact with them? Do they know you? Do you know them? And like, are, are those conversations, Mm -hmm. are they like, are they leading themselves into a, you know, if I threw in Jesus here it might make things weird for maybe a second or two, but they they know me well enough to know that I would probably bring this up anyways. Well, and and I think it's easier to to stand and shout at people. I don't. Then just let, let, let me finish. Oh, I'm sorry, Brad. My apologies. <laughs> then, then to then to sit down and have conversation with people. Okay. I didn't say it's better. I said it's easier. Yeah, right. So, I, so I, sometimes we act like we're doing more because I'm only, I'm going to stand on the corner and I'm going to yell at people. Yeah. Versus I'm going to sit down and, and I'm going to get to know someone and I'm going to have a conversation. Yeah. Now, I'm I'm very 
big on relational evangelism. You can't always do relational evangelism. Okay. Because, you know, you, you can't have that relationship with anybody. So I'm, you know, I have nothing, no problem with tracks and I have no problem with the proclamation of the gospel. Sure. Um, I have no problem with the proclamation, <laughs> proclamation of the gospel from a street corner. Just make sure what you're preaching is the gospel. Right. Of Jesus Christ. And, and in the way that Jesus would preach it in the way that he shared it with the heart of God, because that's right. where I see a lot of those things. If yeah. you are sitting, standing on a street corner, let me, let me say, let me say this. Yeah. I'm going to get a little bit passionate. And I'm going to say it. Go this ahead. is the spirit of the prophets is subject to the prophets. So here's a pastor telling you, if you're standing on a street corner and you're yelling at people that they're sinners going to hell, and you think that's what Jesus did, then you need to go read your Bible again. Yeah, absolutely. That, did he tell people, yes, repent or you will perish? Did Jesus yep. talk about hell? Oh, yes, because it's absolutely a reality. Yes. That, that's where you go if you don't know Jesus. Right. I'm not watering down the gospel. I will tell anyone. It's sometimes a hard conversation. But so if I don't know Jesus, I'm going to hell. Yes, that's what the Bible says. Absolutely. 100%. You need Jesus. You don't get to heaven without him. Right. So, so yes, I'm not watering down the gospel, but you will not find me on a corner looking at someone with their dress on a college campus, seeing, seeing their, them wearing a skirt and be yelling at them that they're going to hell. Right. Show me that in his word. Yeah. It's nowhere to be found. It's exactly right. Not with that heart. Not and, in that way. Right. And I think, and that's why I said, like, I think Satan yeah, loves that. I think Satan absolutely loves that. So I, th so I think Dude, that's a, that's a like solid are, word, man. I'm down. That, that we're shooting ourselves in the, in the foot, assuming that you do know Jesus and you are just making some very foolish yeah. decisions or being misled. You need to go to God. You need to pray. You need to get into his word. And as Paul said, if you believe differently, you know what? God's going to sort that out for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the last burst I had. <laughs> no, no, no. You're good, man. And that's, but that's, that's, that's why I said what oh. I did about, you know, you can, you can blurt it out with a, with a, with a loudspeaker, but the idea of, of, of evangelism and discipleship <laughs> is, um, are you supposed to go door to door? I suppose you can. I mean, it's like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's not my style. You know what I mean? It's, it's, that's. Bring cookies. That's, I mean, dude. I mean, that's I'm just like if you're gonna come if you're gonna come to the door, bring cookies. <laughs> yeah, right, bring cookies. Yeah. Jesus loves you. Have a cookie. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I like. You can't I, let the dark side have all the cookies. Yeah, that's true. I I could. I mean, I could see that. I mean, if you know the person for diabetic, strategy, don't yeah. don't bring like big old sugar cookies. But my uh, point is, you know, be nice if you're gonna go door to door. Be nice, and it doesn't hurt if you're you know. Bring a peace offering. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, the the idea is is when it comes to what do ministers do and you know, do do what do ministers do and minister not in the sense of again of occupation, but I mean every single one of us that that are Christians are are equally as responsible for sharing Jesus. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that we are equally responsible to share Jesus with every single person that we pass? 
I'm going to be, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to speak from my heart here, Brad. Um, no. And, mm. and I'm going to say no, because like, at, at what point, at what point do you become the person that has, that has the loudspeaker? Mm. Um, and I, and, and I know it's kind of dangerous. I know it's dangerous, dangerous, uh, uh, ground to tread. I get that. And I know that's probably mm. going to be pretty controversial to our listeners. Um, and if you disagree with me, it's okay. Tell me. Let me know. <laughs> Let me know if you disagree with either of us. But the idea here is um when we, you know, when we step back and think about minister about ministers, um, I think, Brad, that the church, capital C here, that the church puts far too much responsibility of sharing Jesus on your shoulders. Um, and I think I, you know, I don't think that that is, I mean, that's that is not i don't think that's the model at all that jesus that jesus had for his disciples um and 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 one of my favorite one of my favorite things about paul specifically i mean in peter too but about paul specifically is paul did not give up did, paul did not give up an occupation when he was planting churches rather he had an occupation when he was when he was planting churches as a tent maker mm-hmm. And which he, which he apologized for sometimes to some of those churches, by the way, because he didn't require their support, and he said that he robbed them. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I think it's yeah. the terminology, something like that. I mean, you know, go look it up. Don't yeah. take my word for I, this it. This is new to me. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I've, I've, I think I've looked over these before. Yeah. But you know, uh, but you know the yeah. I, I, I think that conversation right now. <laughs> yeah, right. No, no, no. You're good. I <laughs> think the box enough. I think the I've the, had I, my megaphone now. <laughs> you have it. That's okay, man. But the idea here is is when when Paul shows us what in a, what somebody who is is in the middle of evangelizing and discipling does in in those particular instances is Paul a pastor the way that we would define it. When he is pastoring, yes, but not when he's making tents. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's a tent maker, and and this is this is my personal opinion. This is there's nothing scriptural about this, but my personal opinion is that he was one heck of a tent maker. I I can't imagine Paul making mediocre tents and then trying to sell them and say, "Let me tell you about 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 Jesus." Like yeah. I gear I guarantee you that dude made awesome tents. I don't um, think Paul did very much mediocre. Or anything. No, not at all. Like if you know, I mean, if, even when he was persecuting the church, he's pretty hardcore. Yeah, right. at it. He was hardcore about it. That's right. Like, you know. So, um, so yeah, um, Brad, why don't we why don't we bring this one to a close, man? I think, I think we've, it'd be a good I, idea. I, yeah, I think I think we're I'm there. Starting to, my brain is dragging. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna be interested in listening to this later. Yeah, I know. Um See what I said. <laughs> yeah, right. So listeners, as always, we are so appreciative of of how you like to tune in. Um we appreciate your support. We thank you so much that that you like our show. Um as always, as I mentioned at the end of every episode, Brad and I love doing this. We really do. Yeah. Um Brad, it's dude, it's it's four o'clock on Friday afternoon. I'm spent. The week has got me. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited for a little CBS from last week. That's right. right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, so uh, listeners, tune in. 
share the show with people that 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 you love. Share the show with people that you like. Share the show with people that you get that you get into some conversations with, maybe about Jesus. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and, and, and introduce, introduce some, some, some thoughts, introduce some opinions, you know, um, and, and I'm, I'm going to say this, this will be my last, the last thing before I sign off. If you cannot speak scripture immediately, still have the conversations. Don't yeah. shy, don't shy away because you can't rattle off scripture. Let people see Jesus in the way you live, not in the way you talk about, talk about or Listen. recite the Bible, you know, Listen. Listen, so, Jesus called fishermen. Yes. Uneducated. Uneducated. Fishermen. That's right. And and one of the things that I think it's somewhere in Acts, they were talking about how they were amazed at at the way these guys were, mm-hmm. were, were talking because they were yep. uneducated guys. But yep. it was was obvious that they had been with Jesus. Absolutely clear. So, yeah, so, so spend that time with Jesus. That's right. Yeah. The more the more you spend the time with Jesus, not just reading his word, but spending time in his word, like in prayer, in God's word, not, not just checking boxes, but, but wanting to know God, asking God to help you and to grow you. I think you'll find a lot of those things that we worry about tend to take care of themselves. Yep. Um, probably not going to ask you to quote, you know, some something or or explain right. sentient beings or celestial <laughs> heavenly sentient beings and how many there are or whatever and what are their roles. No. Nope. Nope. Who's Jesus to you? Who's Jesus to you? On that note, Brad, love you, man. Love you too. Listeners, we love you too. We really do. do. And for those of you, for those of you who that makes you uncomfortable, how about those bears? Or how about them cubs? How about them cardinals? That's right. That's our our code right there. That's right. (laughs) Listeners, we'll catch you next time. All right.